Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Jordana Osband, here with my friend, Chabruta and Gordon. Our daf today, Masafi Kedubot, daf Chet, page eight. Well, I'm really going to start from the bottom of the previous daf, where we're going to get to the Sheva Brachot. Um, and Anne and I really just felt we sort of needed to read it all, because I think it's just interesting when we see things that we do in practice all the time, uh, like something that we see at a wedding all the time, when it is literally word for word uh, ripped from the Gemara itself. So it starts as follows. Tanu Rabbanan, the sage is taught. So the bracha of the um, of the grooms is said with ten people with a minyan for all seven days of the wedding celebration. I'm a Rav Yehuda. So uh, Rav Yehuda said it's only the case when new faces, meaning people were not actually who had not participated in other parts of the wedding festivities are there. And that's actually something we do today. When we do the Sheva Brachot, we have to invite uh, to each of those meals on the subsequent six days after the wedding itself, Panim Chadashot. Um, so even if you didn't get invited to the wedding and you only got invited to Sheva Brachot, but there's kind of an honor in being the Panim Chadashot. It's new people who are celebrating with the couple. My Mubarak. So then the Gemara wants to know, what is it that we actually bless? I'm a Rav Yehuda. Baruch HaTashem Elokeinu Melchalem Shehakol Baralich Bodo. So the first bracha is, is that we blessed God, King of the universe, who created all for his glory. The second bracha, v'yotzer ha'adam, creator of mankind. The third bracha, v'asher yatzer et ha'adam b'tamo, b'tselem demut tabnito, v'hitzkilanu mimenu binyana de'ad, baruch ha'tashem yotzer ha'adam. Right, who made uh, mankind in his image, in the image of the likeness of, of God's form, and out of his very self-born uh, a, a building. And this is, some of these are quotes from the Pasuk in Bereshit, chapter two, verse 22. Uh, for, uh, sorry, Adeyat, for eternity. Blessed are you, Lord, creator of mankind. Next bracha, Sosasiz betagel ha'akara, b'kibbutz v'ana l'tocha b'simcha, baruch ha'ta'ashem m'sameach siyom b'vanaha. Right, may the barren city of Jerusalem uh, right, greatly, it doesn't say the word Jerusalem, but that's what the Akara refers to, the barren city, greatly rejoice and delight with the ingathering of her children within her and joy. You know, uh, blessed uh, are you, Lord, who, uh, who makes happy uh, Zion through her children. Um, so the fifth blessing is, that you bring joy to those loving friends, right? As you gave joy to your creations in Eden in ancient times. Blessed are you, Lord, who brings joy to the groom and the bride. The sixth one. Baruch HaTashem Elokeinu Melech HaLam Asher Baras HaSom B'Simcha Chatan B'Chala Gila Rina Dita Chadva Ahava V'Achva V'Shalom V'Rir Neira HaShem Elokeinu Yishama Barei Yehuda V'Chutso Yerushalayim Kol Sasom V'Kol Simcha Kol Chatan V'Kol Kala Right, so blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe who created. And now there's a list of all these different types of happiness. Joy and gladness, groom and bride, delight, exultation, happiness, jubilation, love, brotherhood, peace and friendship. Soon, Lord, right, may you speedily, may there be heard in the cities of Yehuda and the streets of Yerushalayim the sounds of joy, the sound of gladness, the sound of the groom, and the sound of the bride, the joyous signs of groom from their wedding canopy and the young people from their feast of songs. This is basically a pasuk from Yirmiyahu, 
Paraglamid Gimel, Pasigur Aleph, chapter 33, verse 11. Blessed are you, Lord, who makes the groom rejoice for the bride. So I would say this probably is the most famous one. Now, we do call them Sheva Brachot, and we only listed six. So the first bracha is actually Borei Priha Gefen, um, and that's where we get to seven. And again, I would say I think the sixth one is probably uh, the most famous. I think the other thing to note is, is that at least in two of the brachot, right, that, uh, well, first of all, in the brachot, there's a theme about creation. And I think that's saying something about sort of the fundamental piece of marriage to human nature, sort of to, uh, you know, the world. Marriage is is part of the act of creation, right? Because we do know that part of the purpose of marriage is to have children. Um, And then uh, the other piece is that in two of brachot, Yerushalayim is mentioned, right? That somehow there's some joy of Yerushalayim that is apparent through the joy of a wedding. Um, and so these are the brachot themselves. And then the Gemara tells a story. So Levi went to the house of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi for the wedding of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's son, Rabbi Shimon, right? And he said five blessings and not the seven that we talked about. And Rav Ashi happened to come to the house of Rav Ashi during the wedding celebration of Mar, his son, and he said six. And so the Gemara wants to know, Lima Kama what is it that they disagree about? And so the Gemara presents the suggestion to Amar Savar, Damar Savar, Chada Habe, Umar Savar, Shte So they disagree about this. One sage holds it was an, one act of creation. That where man was created, and one sage holds it was two acts of creation. So, in other words, if by the first opinion you hold that there was one act of creation, right, which means it was based on the idea that man was created with two sides, a male side and a female side, and many Mepharshim talk about that, that maybe that's how man was originally made, is that there was a human being with a male and female components, like sort of back to back. There's no other creation there. If we say that man and woman were were then separated into two independent, right? Man and woman were made, they were just separated into two independent beings, right? So therefore you don't need to make two blessings of um, uh, 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 the watu that of Shahak Yotzer HaAdam and Asher Yatzer HaAdam B'Tzalmo, right? We don't need, uh, we don't need, uh, sorry, we don't need, excuse me, I read the two wrong ones. Uh, we don't need the ones that is HaKobara um, Lichvodo and Yotzer HaAdam. We don't need, um, we don't need uh, uh, both of those. No, sorry, I read the right ones. It's the two ones about Yotzer HaAdam. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. Okay. So if that's the case that we just say that it was one creation, then we don't need two blessings. We don't need two brachot uh, that talk about the creation of man, right? Which is Yotzer HaAdam and Asher Yotzer HaAdam B'Tzalmo. We only really need, uh, we only would need one of those. The second opinion, which says that there were two separate acts of creation, right, when man and woman were created, then you actually would need to make two separate blessings and two separate brachot about the creation of mankind. The Gemara rejects this and says, Lo, alma chada habe. No, everybody agrees there's just one act of creation. Mar sabar batar machshava azlinan, umar sabar bata masa azlinan. One sage holds that it was the initial thought that we proceed, and one sage holds that it's according to the action that we proceed. In other words, Initially, God thought to create man and woman as separate things, but ultimately, God created them as one entity. Okay, um, and uh, and we go on here and say ki ha de Rami, right? And so 
this is like the explanation that we have here. Rabbi Yehuda uh, raises the following contradiction. Ketiv, and he quotes here a pasuk in Bereshit, chapter 1, verse 27. God created man in his image. Uketiv, zachar And later on it says in, in Bereshit, chapter 5, verse 2, male and female, he created them. Ha this indicates two acts. There's the act of, right? Adam was created in God's image, and then it was at Zachar Baran, and then male and female he created it. So what what does this mean? How do we solve this? Initially, God thought to create two, and in the end, he created only one. And that that's sort of the basis of the smachlokas. Do you believe that there was an initial thought and that? Um, or was it, uh, and and therefore something else was created? That's where you would say two, right? Yotzer ha'adam. That would refer to that first pasuk in Bereshit of uh, you know Shabar Elokim Adam B'Tzalmo, right? And then Zachar Nikkei Babaratam would be the second bracha of Yitzira. Um, But if you believe that it was just one act, right, that God always was going to create it that way, you would only make one bracha. So it's just interesting to see that here we get, even in these nice discussion about the nice brachot of Sheva brachot, there's a fundamental discussion about creation and how man actually came into the world. Is it one act of creation is, or is it two acts of, uh, or is it two acts of creation? Um, obviously, I think we paskin if we want to say that, like the person who says it's two acts, because we do read both of those brachot uh, today in our weddings themselves. And I would encourage you, you know, to open up that parak in Bereshit and go through those, uh, you know, go through that first, uh, you know, that Parsha, Bereshit, how man is created. And you'll see, you know, what the text is talking about there that does seem to to conflict. Um, I'm going to say that this daf is a little bit of a departure, shall we say, from the topic at hand from the Mishnah, right, in talking about the nature of these brachot and the content of the brachot themselves. I think we kind of are reminded of the joy of weddings and the both for the participants and for the community at large and this ideal of a couple coming together in a in a union of intimacy and so on. Like I feel like, oh right, this is what it's all about. Not that, you know, not these other few dapim that have been a little bit um where you need to know the halacha, but it's that doesn't make it what it's all about, right? That's not the essence of why there's a marriage and so on. Um okay. I'm going to continue here. Um, still on Amad Aleph, still on the Sheva Brachot, but a little more, um, you know, we're going to have a Masa Shaya, like a, a story that happened eventually here anyway. So what happens once we're talking about the Sheva Brachot? The Gemara says that from the seven days after the wedding until the 30th day after the wedding, meaning the first seven plus until through 30, including the wedding day, so what happens is that it, even if the guest, even if the the chatan, even if the groom did not say to the guest that he's inviting them specifically because of the wedding celebration, right? It, it doesn't matter. Once we're in that zone, that time zone, so to speak, of the wedding. Um, within the seven, or again, through to the 30 days, then he still gets to make this bracha of shesimcha bimono, that the the dwelling, the God's um, dwelling place is is joy. 
Mivarech Simcha B'mono, Ve'ilo Lo. And then after those 30 days, and we're going to see that it really goes for a year, um, if he says, oh, he's going to invite them, he's going to invite whoever, people, because of his joy, his the celebration, the festivities of his wedding, then he can again say, and if he doesn't specify like that, then he doesn't make that blessing. Meaning that blessing is, is there, standing at the ready for the first 30 days from the wedding, regardless of whether he articulates the fact that he's just gotten married. And after that, he has to articulate it for the articulation of the bracha to kick in. So the Gemara asks, So when he says to them that he's inviting them to come to whatever um, due to the wedding because of this celebration, how long does that go? Meaning, how long can he say it and it still um, will kick in or they'll be able to make this bracha? Because it's one thing to say that after 30 days, if he doesn't specify it, then the bracha doesn't get said. But how long can he actually specify it and also get the bracha said? Amrav Papi, Mishmei Darava, Ad Teresa Yarche Shata. So Rav Papi says in the name of Rava that he's got 12 months of the year, namely from the time of the wedding. And that whole time, he has this status of being the bridegroom, meaning it's not just for the day or the week or even the month. It continues. That status goes for the full year. So then the Gemara says, well, from the beginning then, meaning when we're talking about before the wedding, when do we say it? Meaning, at what point can you begin saying this bracha? Amar Rav Papa, Miki Ramus Sarei Be Asinta. So Rav Papa says that from the time that they throw the barley into the mortar to prepare the beer for the wedding, meaning it's still a fair bit of time beforehand. There's a the zo- again the zone of when this. Um, the rejoicing, the celebration of this particular wedding, how long does it go on for? Really quite a while. And the Gemara wants to check that beer, beer point. Ini, is it so? Vaharav Papa, Iasek Abba Marbere, Uvarech Mishat Erusin. One second, didn't Rav Papa himself get involved in the preparations of his son, Abba Mar? And then, didn't he start saying that bracha from the time of Erusin, from the time of the betrothal? Not necessarily from the time of the wedding preparations. Shani Rav Papa Dahava Tarich Le. So Rav Papa's case is different, meaning his personal case is different. Don't learn from his behavior. Why? Because the wedding preparations had already been started. So then it was just a matter of waiting for that time to come. So once the t- once that's the case, then it's really from the time of the betrothal. Why? How we know that the wedding pre- preparation preparations, excuse me, had already begun. Um, I don't know. No, I do know. It's from the it's from the parallel text, um, but it's not spelled out here. Okay, now we've got yeah. Did you want? No, to I just want to point out this whole thing about making that bracha from day seven to thirty. So that's something that's not ripped from the Gemara. We don't do that. Right, we do not do this. Although there are certain, I would say, minhagim, right? customs that people keep for that first year people i know people who have honey on their table on a you know instead of having salt for for shabbat for challah they'll have honey for the whole first year because it's the first year of marriage they're still in this celebratory mode um we've got one more master shahaya ravina yeah ravina so ravina arranged for his son to marry a woman from the house of rav chaviva 
And he recited this blessing from the time of Erusin. Amar Kimle Begavaihu Dulo Hadrebe Bahu. He says, I know the he says, I'm certain, meaning I know these people. They're good. They're good. They're not gonna, they're not gonna go back on the betrothal, which is really the issue here. Meaning, why would you start making why wouldn't you start making this bracha from the time of Erusin? Because what if it ends up being a bracha vatel? What if it ends up being irrelevant if they don't carry through? And so he is certain that there's not going to be any retraction here. The wedding is not going to be canceled, except for lo istai milta vahadri bohu. But except for that, in the end, they really did retract, and the wedding was canceled. Rav Tachlifa bar Marava ikla lebavel barachshit archata archata kavite. And so, meaning the story of Ravina and his son is kind of an object lesson. Like maybe don't begin saying the bracha from the time of Avraham. And then we've got this case from Rav Tachlifa who came from Israel to Bavel, and there, you know, he would discuss or you know, darsh and elaborate on the on the Sheva brachot, and he said these six long blessings, meaning plus one, presumably. So the Gemara says the halacha is not in accord with him. Meaning, really, we've got a formula. You don't just kind of ad lib the brachot that you kind of feel in your heart at that moment, but there's a clear establishment of this is the the wedding ceremony. These are the words that we say. The this is the formula of birkat chatanim. One more thing. I'm sorry, um, and I'm I'll say this outside rather than le- learning inside in the interest of time. Just there's a discussion of Rav Chaviva, presumably mentioned here because Rav Chaviva is in the passage that I've just read, and he comes to the house of a, a Brit Milah. And so he says this bracha, Hasimcha Bimono. And then the Gemara says, no, that's not appropriate. The Simcha Bimono, this rejoicing, um, is not quite the experience of new parents because the baby of a, you know, who's just undergone a Brit Milah is having pain. So it's not a full rejoicing for on the parents' sake, which I think is a very sensitive, um, you know, point by the Gemara to say you don't say simcha b'mono at a brit because the parents are anxious because the baby is hurting. Of course, it's an important day of mitzvah, but it doesn't have the same um, essence of joy in the same way that a wedding would. Um, again, I think it's interesting that this is appearing here and not in kedushin. We we mentioned this before. That's our daft discussion for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rank us, review us where you get your podcast. Come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think of this stuff. Thank you to Reverend Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. And until tomorrow, go and learn.